0: This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday Sermon.
1: I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. Welcome back to episode 62.
0: 62? Uh, yeah.
1: We're, we're getting old, John. We've done this 62 times? We have. We've, And hopefully uh, you've listened to this 62 times. Me? Not you. Oh, the the, uh, the listener, the listener, yes, the, the listener. listener. Go way back in time. If you listen to this sixty-two times, email us. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, that, let us know.
0: I bet you, know, my mom. I bet she's listened to. Do this you think state, so? Probably. Oh, that's good. I yeah. Wouldn't your mom doesn't? You she probably doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Actually, with jo- mommy issues, that's going to be one of my
1: sermons. All joking world. aside, I know my mom would actually listen to it if I told her about it. As if much, she doesn't yeah, even know, she probably does, but she doesn't. Uh,
0: my, my mom actually will like call and call be you. like yeah she'll be like hey you didn't upload the podcast yeah which by the she way she mad at me
1: let me know you're uh you're a little scruffy <laughs> still your voice is still a little scruffy
0: is it yeah it's yeah. a little
1: scruffy so last sunday you're uh struggling dude it was rough man yeah it was, it was it was yeah it was still a good sermon though i think you did a good job was, even though we could uh, really hear you maybe that was what was good about it we yeah could right Hear you
0: it was one of the one of the most difficult like as far as being sick and stuff to, um sermon presentations yeah. I've ever had to do. Like, I've been sick before. Like, that's, you know, not that big deal. But I was I was not good. So I literally, I don't know if people noticed, but I was, like, down in my office hiding from everyone because I didn't want to get them sick. Sure. And so I could hear the song. So I'd wait till the third song, and then I'd go up. And then I would get up, do announcements and stuff, and then and then preach and whatever. And then and go back after down first service, her. I went back down to my office, yeah. and then hid until the second service. And then after the second service, I just left after my, I was done well, preaching. I thought for
1: what, at one point, I was gonna just—I <laughs> go just home. I was gonna go up in here, and just like spray Lysol all yeah, around you. you I thought that should've. would be funny, but it would uh, definitely yeah. distract it yeah. from the yeah. moment. Fr- I guess Friday
0: night, I was curled up in a ball, sweating like crazy and okay, freezing. So you had fever too. Yeah, freezing. I okay. was freezing while I was sweating. And uh, yeah, I almost didn't make it. It was, okay. it was it was it was pretty close. So It was
1: just the, uh, that you lost your throat, your uh, voice. And it was no, it's not just
0: about the voice. We have microphones, man. I mean, the yeah. voice will the voice is not the big deal. It was it was it was that people like if I I was scared that I was gonna stand up on stage and people would see me and I'd be sweating and then and and like pale and they would just start running for the doors thinking God was bringing another plague or yeah, something, something you're like that. Yeah, something are going down. So.
1: Well, John, um, there's someone looking at us really uh, know, uh, in a it, weird way. Snuck in, in the but in a room. good way. It's a good way, though. Is it good? Yeah, he snuck a good in way. the
0: room. He snuck in the room, when we started to record. Yeah, I,
1: I don't know if, I, if I, maybe I was uh, delusional or something. No, maybe it, I'm getting the cold. Well, there is a third person here now.
0: Delusional. Yes, delusional. We don't have time for that today, but, Johnny. But anyways,
1: we got yeah, we got Crosby with us today. We do you have Crosby? Crosby, say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is going
0: on? Yeah, yeah. He, so Cros- he's, just, he's just sitting over here, hanging out, just observing, just kind of relaxing, taking
1: notes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, for Who's your psych- Crosby, for Who's- your psychological uh, paper exactly. you have to write. Yeah, yes. uh, Crosby is our youth guy. So uh, he is our youth guy. He's joining us uh, today. Uh, any reason in particular why, John, you've invited Crosby to join us? I,
0: did I invite you?
2: No, I actually just showed up. Yeah. yeah I thought yeah. So I was like
0: I'm not I'm not sure Let's I see. actually did invite him. Um no, he he actually um he actually uh um went to the 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 March, March for, life. for Life. There we go. March yeah, for Life. Yeah. I was trying to figure out I I, <laughs> was, I was like pro life. I, I couldn't March I couldn't life. come a March for Life out in Washington D.C. D. last Friday. He was on the sermon I mentioned that um that Colorado Christian University uh took about 200 is it about 200 Yeah,
2: about, just under 200 yeah
0: just under 200 yep. students out for out to the March of March uh, for Life out in Washington DC which is pretty cool but and I didn't even know this at the time but Crosby was one of those students he was there
2: yeah. so, wow. so 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 that's pretty cool it was super cool yeah it was a it was a fantastic experience yeah
0: so cool. so you went out um and and what uh what made you want to go
2: yeah, so um, actually, the woman who was uh, up in the sanctuary and in full services um, from Alternative Spring. Yeah, yeah, Sarah. We had Sarah. So I actually went to um, a gala in like September. I got invited to go to one with my buddy, who's the pro life president over at CCU, and he invited me to go. And so, Alternatives was the people running it, and they were kind of like introducing the March for Life and kind of talking about it. And I was like, in the back of my head, I had been already. I'd already been told about the March for Life, and. Um, Yeah, I was like, maybe that'd be something cool to take part in and just to learn a little bit more about. And so um, my buddy kind of just convinced me a little bit more and just kind of told me a few more things about it. And then I just bought my ticket and was on my way to D.C. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got involved, just kind of hearing about it word of mouth and then eventually just kind of going for it.
1: Now, is that uh, something that goes on every year then, the March for Life? Do you not know this, Johnny? No, I do. I'm kind of just asking more oh, for the yeah. you're just for being this. a good <laughs> listener. I'm you being a good a, podcast a good host, podcast yeah. host? Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: all right, yeah, yeah, it happens every year. Um, this is so I'm a student at CCU, so this is the third, I think, the third year that they've participated in it. Participated in it, and I think the first year they had three students go, and then last year they had 27 go, and then this year they had like a hundred and 87 go. So, That's awesome. Just like a crazy increase in numbers and super cool to see like students being active and, um, you know, standing up for something that they're passionate about and, yeah, just going for it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I think the the abortion issue, which is primarily what the March for Life's about, not exclusively, but primarily, primarily. Um, is, is about the abortion issue. And, and it, it's one of those things where... Um, it's considered a political issue Mm -hmm. in a, in a lot of ways. But when, you know, from a Christian perspective and a biblical worldview, it's an important issue for, for Christians to be involved in. Um, you know, you think about, you know, every person's created in the image of God and and that's born and unborn it doesn't start once you exit the womb that, that six inch, you know, little travel distance doesn't really change. Mm -hmm. Um, that and so, so that's why it's an important issue for us as Christians, and why we should be concerned about it. Almost a million babies are aborted every single year uh, in the United States alone. and um, and so it's an important issue. and, and there's obviously other issues involved. Um, you know, talk to us a little bit about what you think uh, regarding the other issues, because obviously there's there's it can be complicated you know, people, people are pregnant they don't want to be pregnant and there's all kinds of reasons for that. And there's all kinds of situations. And, um, you know, so I, I mean, I'm just curious, Crosby, how you see that the, the life issue extending just beyond the womb.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this has kind of just been something that I've been thinking a lot about, especially lately, just after the March and, um, just kind of going through some other studies and stuff. And it's just like, I think the way I've started to see it is just how we treat these people in general who maybe err on the side of a pro choice stance. And I think that oftentimes the pro life um, community of people have just like bashed on the opposing side or like have just come extremely aggressively against the pro choice community. And I think that it's necessary for a time of change and necessary for um, people to start showing these other people grace and it's just been so truth-heavy in the past that I think it's time that we really shift those tides and really show these people love and show that we care for them because it's like they've just been hurt so much in the past by this issue and to hurt so much by like maybe like their decisions and um, by you know a pro-choice or a pro-life leaning person mm-hmm. to come up and just condemn and to like hold an aggressive sign in their face yeah. I don't think we'll get anything done I think what's it's going to take is that, like, if we want to make a difference in, you know, in, the, in our country and to, um, you know, eventually prohibit abortions, it's like we need to really listen to these people and listen to their stories and listen to what they have to say and listen to their perspectives and their hearts on why they've made the decisions they have made and how that's affected their life thus far. And so I think that's just what I've seen. Um, after going to the March for life. And it really made me realize like that message of grace and that message of just listening to people extends so much further than just this topic of abortion. It extends into so many other areas of life.
0: Yeah. And I know you and I talked the other day a little bit and I, I haven't been to the March, March for life, but I've been to other, uh, well, I've been to one pro-life rally and I know that, you know, as we talked a little bit, you know, there's, there's, there's some negative things that happen at those yeah, as far exactly. as like the way people communicate, uh, uh, the, who are, who are pro-life and you kind of alluded to that. I mean, yeah. did you, did you see some of, some of that and what did that look like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely saw some of that. And that was like, I think that was the hardest thing about like while we were marching is like, um, like I'm not a very like outwardly political person as it is already. So like the idea of a March was a little uncomfortable for me at first But as we started going, I started seeing, like, the beauty that was really taking place in front of me. Like, just tons of people that have been um, just, like, everyone is there for a different reason. And just to hear their stories and to hear, like, just to think about that they're all there for a different reason um, was super, super cool to see. But, of course, there's, you know, the flip of the coin of that. And there's a lot of, you know, just aggressive signs and aggressive posters that are super condemning that you see. Or um, I thought like some were just like someone tried to make like witty cracks or jokes about the topic. And it's just like, I don't think you can just brush that off so easily. I think you really need to be sincere about this topic. And that was, um, you know, some of those signs are hard to see. But then, of course, there was extremely like aggressive propaganda with, you know, images of, mm-hmm. you know, babies that have been aborted. And um, like, of course, very graphic images that I think like, yeah, that is true. But I don't think that is the proper way to go about trying to change the hearts of of people who are opposing you. I think it was just it's just too much and I think it's just like hitting way too hard like I said like on the truth side of things where where instead grace is like just so necessary in that situation where it's like we need to listen to their stories and like those aggressive like that aggressive propaganda I don't think will get the job done.
1: Well I think that was what the difficult thing with it with these issues are. You know, we want to send a message, obviously, what we believe yeah. uh, to thousands and millions of people. And it's very hard to do, to extend, gr- it's, it's hard to show grace, you know. So we should yeah. be careful how we do that. Exactly. It's, it's better one-on-one. I think the, yes. you know, talking to somebody one-on-one or in a counseling situation, you can really, you know, even when people ask me, like, what do you believe on this issue? It's like, well, I'll tell you what I believe. But to tell the masses, it's a little bit harder to to do that with grace and love. That's and true. It's, it's you know, it's just a, it's a tricky. It,
0: it is tricky. And, and I think one of the things that w- makes it tricky is it is important to, to do to do communicate these things publicly. And, you know, I think I think that's mm-hmm. really, really important, especially because I do. I, I do want policy change. I do want bo- abortion to be illegal because I think it's a, it's the killing of an innocent, you know, person. And it's the harming of the the mother too. And, and there's harm to the mother. There's, I think there's all kinds of good reasons why it should be illegal. And so from a policy perspective, I want, I, I do want it to be illegal, not because I want to Harm women actually because I think it, it, abortion really yeah. harms women in a significant way. And but but that's not that that's not a one on one conversation. Yeah. It can be. Yeah, like yeah. I can yeah. have that conversation one on one. But as yeah. far as like influencing p- the policy makers and things like that, and that's where I, where I think it gets difficult. And no, I think you're right. But you have to use to, a lot of tact, though. Yeah, yeah on, on the flip side, though, because we talked about some of the negative stuff. Like, yeah. talk about some of the the really cool stuff that you saw.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I think one of the most impactful things was, you know, as we were, you're marching like straight down Constitution Avenue, like right toward the Capitol. And as you come up to the top of the hill at the Capitol in DC, you know, it's like, you look back down and you just see this like river of people yeah. that like, that's flowing for a long time. And my buddy who was, who's been there, um, who was there at the march last year, it was just like, dude, these numbers are crazy. Like there's, there was not nearly this many people last yeah. year and we just sat there for a good like 45 minutes or an hour just watching all these people walk and march like up toward the capitol and um like we got the privilege and honor of being up toward the front um just through ccu pulling some strings and having some connections and um so like right when we got done we circled back around to the top of that hill and just stood up on top some steps and just watched everyone and i think that's what really really hit me i was like dang like all these people are here for a different reason. And all of these people are here because of some impact that, um, this topic of abortion has had in their life. And, um, these people are choosing to, they're choosing life and they want to see change. And yeah. these people are here because they care about, um, babies that don't have a voice. And, um, that was just super impactful to see and super, super cool to see just this river and this sea of people just come up on top of the hill and um so that was a super super cool experience to just watch that and kind of take that all in and think that everyone has a different reason they're there another cool thing was we got to go to um a dinner that night and there was um a woman who spoke just like on the whole topic of being pro-life and i think the most influential thing that came from it was that like she didn't you know lay out the facts on like why you should be pro-life she didn't say here's the reasons you shouldn't be pro-choice you know she just spoke not that there's anything wrong with exactly doing those no things, exactly by the way. But yeah. exactly but i think that has just that it's not what she did that though. note has just been pressed a few too many times right it's and easy to jump straight to that exactly so what she did she just took a totally different approach and just told the stories um of like her community helping these people out who like literally come to their church and are like I saw your pamphlet in a in a magazine in a Planned Parenthood building and so I came here (laughs) I didn't know where else to go and like hearing those stories I think really made me realize how far just the message of love and Mm. like the way Jesus loved others and the way he communicates grace to people I think that message just extends so much further outside of this you know pro-life or pro-choice um debate and just to hear her story on that and hearing her heart just like melt and break for these people who have gone through the ringer on um in the in the field of abortion and just hearing her heart just pour out for those people i think was just like just took me and, and humbled me and was right. just like wow that was super impactful but also like we have a lot of work to do to like help these people and to really comfort them and come around them as jesus would and um but also like i said like that message and that. Theme extends so much further past just the idea of abortion, and it's just such a hot button issue right now that it's like it has a lot of focus. But yeah. I think we need to apply that message into every other area of our life.
1: You know, sorry, John. Something you said that kind of stuck with me when you talked about how um, you know the, these people are they're in the you know they're they're working in the trenches almost. You know, yeah. And I feel like sometimes I you know in our in our culture, and, and I'm guilty of this as well. You know, sometimes we'll form a, a very strong opinion, yeah. but we won't. We don't have any experience of being in the trenches. You know, I think yeah. that kind of. I, yeah. I, I like that. I like to see, you know, you know, if you're pro-choice, then you know, have you seen, you know, what the trenches? You know, yeah. if you're pro-life, are you in the trenches? You know, I like think if you're going to mm-hmm. be a, a big voice, I think it's important. I, I like to hear that 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 people are actually not just saying it; they're actually going and doing it. Yeah. Whether both sides, you know, yeah. Because I think sometimes, like that's my biggest thing about. Pro choices. If you really are pro choice, have you ever seen seen it happen, or have you ever been in that situation to watch it happen? I mean, would would that affect you, and and vice versa? You know, exactly. if you're pro life, then are you out there, you know, doing something? You know, yeah.
2: and that's what I think. Like CCU is trying to do that, and um, like my friend, the president, he.
0: Trump. A friend, the president of of hey, CCU for life. Oh, just maybe the president of the United States. Just, my main man. He was there. He was, <laughs> yeah, at, he was Trump there. was at the march for life. I just thought maybe you and Trump were like hanging out or something. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't yeah, know, right. I know. My, my friend, my real chummy. My <laughs> friend, the prez. Yeah, the prez yeah. you know. and I. The prez and I were the other day. We went out to eat at McDonald's and <laughs> just he bought me food. He bought me food. Bought him a
2: shake. It was
0: great. It was served in a gold cup.
2: Yeah. Sorry, that's good. It's good.
0: Was it? Was it huge? The prez. Was I just call him the Prez, though. The Prez. The
2: Prez. Um, but, yeah, no, so my friend, who is the president of CCU for Life, the pro-life movement on the campus of CCU, he, um, man, I don't even know what I was going to say. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, he was, he's just the one, oh, I remember. So he was, he's just been trying to get people in the trenches, and he's been trying to get people from CCU to, um, you know, go to these pregnancy centers, like not necessarily like Planned Parenthood, but like go to like alternatives yeah. and just like serve them and serve other, um, like organizations like that around the Denver area. And so that's been something super cool that he's been trying to, you know, get people more in the trenches and to see this kind of stuff. And I've been guilty of that too. Like I need to go like do that stuff. Like I think well, you it, can't do
0: everything. This it's true. like, it's like, I, like I, you get, your first
2: step out there. Yeah. 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 This is like, I feel like this is a good first step and just kind of yeah. being like, okay, there's a lot of work that needs to be done And this area. How can yeah. I do that work? Yeah. Like how can I, participate in that and like yeah. actually make a difference in people's
0: lives. Yeah. I, this is, a, it's a really hard issue. And I, I forget the percentages is pretty high. It's like, it's like a quarter of women or something like that have of a certain age have experienced an abortion or something, you know, so that's, that's a lot. I mean, 25% is, I mean, that's a big number. Know, that's yeah. a big number. Like we all know somebody, whether we know that they did it or not. Um, you know, and so that, that's pretty significant. And, and it's, and it's a it's a, it's hard to hear that, to be honest, because I, I just, my heart goes out. You know, I've, I've had, I've had to sit down with people who've gone through abortions before. I, I sat down with a guy one time whose girlfriend got pregnant and then just, and had an abortion. And even though he would, he didn't want her to. And, you know, um, and people don't understand, like this hurts guys too mm-hmm. the, in a huge, in huge ways. Like, I mean, he was balling and, and, you know, just kind of like I'm a dad, but I'm never going to meet my child. You know, that yeah. kind of, that whole thing. And that's, that's if you think that doesn't impact a guy, you're, you're just, you're just wrong. You're mistaken. It, it really does. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's a really painful issue for a lot of people on the other side of this though. And this is the part that I think kind of blows my mind a little bit and, and why I think it's so hard to participate in the debate on a cultural level. Um, we have, you know, we have this shout your abortion thing going on where people are kind of like they're trying to they're trying to on the people on the other side of it are trying to make it as if it's no big deal. It's not a big deal at all. And the, as a matter of fact, you should be proud if you've had one and those kinds of things. And, and, I, and I think that's so harmful on a, on a societal level. And, and, and it doesn't really allow, I think, women to really recognize the loss that they've experienced and, and to work through that that loss. And, and that's why I love, I love alternatives. It's yeah. a great organization. They work with women who, um, have had an abortion, help them work through that loss and, and mourn that they, and, and encourage them. They work with, you know, single moms and, and supporting them as, you know, especially when they decide to, to keep the baby and that kind of thing, they, they'll help find a, a adoption options. And, yeah. you know, so I, I love organizations like alternatives and, um, which is right here in Lakewood on wads and six and, yeah, so it's cool. Yeah, you know, you know, uh,
1: yeah, I, I you kind of did a good job. We're gonna go into our episode actually. Um, we're we're in the the series Unlocking the Christian the Secrets of the Christian Life. Uh, you're doing Discipline Equals Freedom was the title this this yeah. week. I know you probably didn't get to hear it yet, Crosby, because you were out of town. I think. Um, at the March for life, right? I was Oh, you were today? Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was pretty good. You did a good job of transitioning, um, or making the connection. I, I love it when, when when we can make a connection to things. And even though you're on cough syrup, whatever, or, or, or I, uh, I was down in my
0: my throat, 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 lozenge. throat yeah. flavored coffee right before yes. I
1: preached. But like I, I did, I think you did a good job of of connecting, making a connection in our culture because you if you you talked about. You know, we have this issue and this problem of abortion now. You know, we have the teen teen pregnancies are way high. Um, Sexually, they're
0: they're down from what they used to be, but that's kind of misleading. Number two, as far as the attitude towards towards sex and and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: sexually transmitted diseases are are have that's that's an issue for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you know, sex outside of marriage. You go, where did all this come from? You know, Mm -hmm. and I think the wise person would say, why is this all happening? Um, let's look at the root what what is the root and then i think you did a good job of bringing us back to the root of yeah. the sexual revolution where and and contraceptives and which are, like you said aren't evil in themselves but they allow
0: for um, No mari- we've the, used them i mean most of our married life we we used contraceptives Yeah
1: but but you can use them for not for yeah. good
0: too you know you right, can use right, them right. to to uh
1: you know have an you know our protected sex outside of marriage right. or quote unquote protected in most cases but um, you start to see all these things lead to a, a point of now we have this problem uh-huh. you know um and you did a good job with that and it's kind of good to see where we're at so we're in this we're in this in this culture kind of or even in, in the church where we don't have uh self-control uh-huh. um, to control our bodies yeah. against our, our desires whatever and that's kind yeah. of where we have all we have these desires and the 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 true answer is we need to control those desires, not just get away with it and, you know, whatever it is.
0: And, uh, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Discipline. Yeah. Self-control. I think, think, you know, and the reason I, and, you know, honestly, like when you're sick, you're, you know, it didn't just hurt the presentation of the message. I know, you know, lots of people said that, you know, it was good or whatever, but, but I'm just telling you from, from a, preacher's perspective. <laughs> like it hurt the preparation. Like everything was like, I just got to get through it, you know? But, um, but the, the point of bringing some of that up was exactly what you talked about, Johnny. And I think we can use technology a lot of times to limit or mitigate the consequences of, of, or some of the consequences of just em- blindly embracing our desires and passions. And, so, and, and I think that's what's happened with the sexual revolution, but it's not just that it can be other things too, right? Like food, you know, if, if you just, man, you just love food, but you, um, you know, but it's impacting your health in a negative way. Like obviously you, you you're gonna, you know, there's consequences for that and, and we can mitigate some of that through, um, Chle- through drugs cholesterol, or pills, cholesterol or, pills or, or just different things. We can mitigate some of the consequences of that. So we don't experience those consequences, and so, because of that, we get loose with with the idea of discipline. And I think I think discipline actually brings better life. It, it's you know, so not freeing, only, it's more freeing. It's more freeing. Yeah, and and allows you to to live in a in a more you know, healthy and full way. So yeah, you know, if, if you look around, our
1: government seems to you know both sides. They flip flop on what they there's like yeah. certain areas where they say we don't want to control you, do whatever you want. And then yeah. there's, and the same out of the same mouth will come but we're going to control you by taking this away or doing this, you know,
0: well, let's just be honest. Like the government wants to control us. There's no doubt,
1: but they also, but they also sometimes preach. We and don't Facebook. want to control you
0: and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And they Google. Have,
1: yeah, yeah. But they also will preach. We and don't Twitter. We don't want to control you. You yeah. know, for instance, yeah. do whatever you want. Um, within reason yeah. you know, as long as it hurt anybody else and then we, we obviously we define what anybody else is you know when what hurt is exactly so they kind of change their definitions around and it. it's always moving which is frustrating you know let's just stick to one thing but so you'll see instances where they will try to control us and then they'll say no we want you to have freedom uh, I was going to ask you to think of examples but do you think we should self govern ourselves or do you think we need we need a government in place to kind of help control us yes Yes. yes. Yes and yes.
0: Yes and yes. Yes. Yeah, you well elaborate? you know, I mean yeah, you think about it this way and I you know, obviously the sermon on and Sunday was about self control. Right, and discipline is a part of that. Disciplining yourself so that you have good self-control. You know, before my wife and I got married, we we uh, tried to set boundaries for how physical we were and things like that. With that was a form of self-discipline, right? We were disciplining ourselves. There was nobody there to, to make us not become more physical or something like that. But so we disciplined our ourselves, you know, to set set good boundaries and things like that, because because we knew that there was there was a way that things are designed by God. And we wanted to honor that. And and then, and when we honored that, it actually gives in in the long term more freedom, not, not libertarian freedom, not do whatever you want kind of freedom, but a freedom to actually fulfill and engage in the world in a purposeful way that fulfills the way you were intended to work. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a screwdriver, right? Like you can use a screwdriver for a lot of things. You can stab people with it. Not that I would ever do that. Don't give Crosby any ideas. I know, right? Yeah. He's, like, he's like, can I do this on Thursday night yeah. with the kids? Um, yeah. It's a new game. It's a new youth group game. Just kidding. You can bring your kids to us. They're safe. Mm, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, um, no stabbing
2: will happen.
0: Yeah, no stabbing <laughs> will happen. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but a screwdriver, you could use it to um, to put in a screw, to take out a screw. But you could also try to use it to pry something, right? But what happens when you use it to pry something?
1: you can break it. You up. break it, right?
0: Yeah. And all of a sudden your screwdriver doesn't And I know you've done this in. not
1: only once. I'm Never sure you've done this many a, times, John. A screwdriver yes.
0: in an inappropriate way. Um right and so so all of a sudden the freedom that you had to use that screwdriver for its proper purposes is gone because now the screwdriver is broken. Right? Uh-huh. And so and so that's the same thing when God designs us to operate in, in a certain way we have freedom when we operate in that way to continue to 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 fulfill purposes in, in appropriate ways. Um, so discipline can give us freedom.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say, Crosby, if you ever have anything you wanna say or yeah. chime in, okay. feel free. Feel free. You don't yeah. have you don't have to though, but don't want you to think you can't can't yeah. chime in. But he's
0: stuck in the room because we're not opening the door. Yeah, yeah you're not <laughs> leaving you're not
1: leaving, Crosby. Okay. Um, yeah, I think you know, a the reality is, you know, we should be self-governing ourselves through, through Christ, but not everyone yeah. has that. Oh, but um, well, so the other side of that yeah. too is you
0: asked about government mm-hmm. You know, Romans 13 talks about the government's there for a purpose. And and one of the purposes is to, to, uh, um, use the sword to accomplish justice in our, in our culture and our society. And that's what, that's what Romans 13 talks about for the government. So it's, it's yes to both. The, the government's there to control us on certain things, certain ways as a society and, and that is part of its purpose. Um, but we should also self-govern. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I was looking at, at our, you talked about our, our impulses, our emotions, our desires. They're kind of, they tend to, usually we're disciplining those things. So it kind of implies that they are skewing to the wrong direction in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, is that always the case? Um, do you think there's sometimes, sometimes we have really good desires? <laughs> of course like, we do. Okay. Do you have any examples of that? Because sometimes <laughs> I feel that way. Like my <laughs> all my desires are not bad, but it's like, oh my gosh. I
0: feel like I feel like we need to have a counseling yeah, session. Yeah, right? With Johnny <laughs> I'm um, speaking for the masses, John. Is that, is that it? Maybe. Maybe. I have about a them. friend. I
1: have a friend. Asking for a friend. Yeah. yeah. Asking friend for a friend. A, a really sick friend. Yeah, <laughs> he or she has desires. He's out of control. Yeah, go yeah. ahead.
0: No, of course desires are good. I mean, C.S. Lewis even talks about that. C.S. Lewis talks about how, how the, the idea that we have desires for certain things suggests that there's a proper fulfillment of those desires. Mm. Right. And so the question isn't, isn't, do we have desires? And, and in, in the right context, are, are those desires good? I think they are. Like even the desire for sexual fulfillment—that's a good thing within the context of marriage. We should we should have that, right? God said, "Be fruitful and multiply." Well, how do you do that? Well, you got to have sex. I'm sorry if there's kids in the car or whatever, but yeah, <laughs> a little late now. But anyways, you know, so so that's that's good. It's it's there's a proper place and fulfillment of that desire and a proper way for that to be. Fulfilled. The problem is when that is fulfilled in an improper way, or when the desire, because of the fall, because of sin's impact on our life, has skewed our desire, and so our desires for something outside of fulfilling that in that con- in that proper context. And so, you know, so so that's that's where that comes in. It's food, same thing, right? Like, it's good you to did. desire food. You, you don't eat food, yeah. you're gonna die, right? Like that's how that works. But if you eat the wrong kinds of foods, you're gonna have high cholesterol and bad blood pressure and whatever else, and you're gonna die. <laughs> you know, so. So, fulfilling that with the proper kind of food and the proper amounts of food is important. That's, that's, that's good. I guess,
1: my, well, I guess my thinking is so,
0: implying, uh,
1: implementing discipline. Yeah. You don't have to implement discipline where you're like, ooh, I want to eat an apple so much, you know, I got it, you know, because you already desire it. It's really the discipline piece comes in when the desire is bad. And the emotions are are wrong. I guess the discipline. I mean,
0: I think I don't think discipline is necessarily all about negative, though. Really? Yeah. No, I think I think uh, discipline is is can be positive, too. Right. So I, um, you know, because there are people you think about eating disorders. There are people that literally go, well, and they're extremely disciplined. And, and so they'll, they don't want food because they think it's gonna, you know, whatever they, there's, there's a mental disorder, right? And so they think that the food's gonna affect them in a negative way, for instance. And so there's a discipline to, to decide, no, I need to eat. Right. And so I, I have to dis- discipline myself for the positive too. I, it can work both ways. Hmm. But it seems like there's, yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um,
1: you, you mentioned walking by the spirit, that that's kind of where our, our mm-hmm. source of strength comes from, our, our yeah. self-discipline and all that kind of stuff, where mm-hmm. if we're walking in the spirit, then we don't desire to gratify the flesh. You know, right. maybe that's what you're talking about. Having there's dis- still fleshly
0: the- desires, but our desires for something greater.
1: Yeah, something so better. There's a greater
0: desire, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, is it possible for someone who doesn't believe or, or have the spirit to walk in in the ways of the spirit, maybe per se, like, you know, love, joy, peace, you know, can, sure. can we still do those things? To some degree, to some sure. degree,
0: yeah, I think, yeah, I mean that's that's God's God's grace in our life, um, common you know, grace. common grace, and that He's kind of given to all people, right? So we all have that. Um, we we it's not that if you're not a Christian, you don't know what love is. Um, I think you have a I think you can have a better understanding and a better fulfillment of what love is and how it operates in your life if you uh, if you um, have it, have if you are a Christian and if you see the world in that way, but. But it doesn't mean there are not other, it doesn't mean that other people don't experience those things or, or have self-discipline for other reasons and, and things like that. But it, I wouldn't say it's walking according to the spirit because their dependence is not on the spirit, but, but you, you kind of clarified it and you said walking in the ways of the spirit, kind of separating it from the spirit itself. And I think that's true. I think, I think it's, you know, if you're a Christian, the you've of, the spirit. Yeah. yeah. And there's a fruit of the spirit. So you, can somebody who's not a Christian be kind? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. Can they show self discipline? Of course, they. Are. A lot of them do. A lot of them do, yeah. Um, you know, but but for what purposes? And I think there's greater purposes that are worth doing those things for.
1: I'm gonna throw a question to, to Crosby. Yes, ready, Crosby? I'm ready. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. You're not Maybe ready for but, this. I mean, you're, you say you're ready, but I don't know if you're ready for this. Okay, it's not that. I'll try my best. It's, it's not. It's It's <laughs> a. Uh, what do you think God's response is to us when we aren't laboring and striving in discipline? Like we're, you know, we're at that uh, kind of a, that lull. I'm telling you, put your guy hat on, you know, like, what do you think? I mean, maybe uh, it's hard to always say, what do you think God thinks? But, but you know, let's say we're, we're
0: Cosby not. Cosby knows what God we're thinks. We're
1: not being, you know, there's areas of our lives where we know we're not being disciplined. We exactly. know we're not striving to, to, yeah. to improve those areas. Do you think, what? how do you think God's response is to that?
2: Just like when we're like apathetic? And I think not, apathetic okay. towards
1: our, for, towards our uh, I guess, sin maybe or. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean. I think, like, that's, like, apathy is something, like, I've really struggled with just, like, in my own life. And it's something I struggle with, like, daily where it's just, like, you want to fulfill your own desires. You want to fulfill your own selfish, you know, wants and needs that it's, like. And then eventually, though, I get sick of myself. And I'm, like, why am I doing this? So I think if I'm disappointed in my own self and I am not, like, angry, but, like, just really frustrated with, like, the position I'm in. Like, I can't imagine the way God feels about it where he's, like, dude, I'm giving you so many opportunities every single day to go and like make a difference for my kingdom. And you just keep throwing them away. Like, Mm. what's up? Like, why aren't, Mm. why aren't we doing this together? And I think that like, that sounds super sad to me. Like if like, obviously I'm not a dad or anything, but like I, if I had a son and I'm trying to present my son with all these opportunities to go and like make a difference in their community, but they're not taking me up on any of it. Like that'd make me super sad and be like, Why aren't Why aren't you doing that? I'm giving you the tools, I'm equipping you, and I'm giving you the people in your life to go and fulfill a mission that I want you to do. Why aren't you doing it? Mm -hmm. That would make me extremely sad and extremely, like, not I don't know about like like frustrated, yes, but I would say more so just like I don't I don't understand like why Why aren't you doing this? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, we can't of course, like, put ourselves. In, in god's gosh, mind yeah, but yeah. like as much as we can empathize with him i think that that would be um an emotion i think that he would he would be feeling kind of grieved yeah yeah, yeah. Be like i'm giving you the tools I'm, I'm equipping you and i'm telling you what to do why aren't you doing it you think any, any you think he's
1: in any like discipline you think he would um potentially you like put, that he would put
2: on us kind of yeah thing? yeah something um, like all
1: right time, discipline's coming like, i don't I gotta, know
2: i think like I think that's a I think that's a tough question because it's like I think that depends on your own like personal view and it depends on like you know I'm sure John has a, like a better answer to this than I do but like I think that like there's just verses that I still struggle with that it's like um, you know plant like versus like plans not to harm you but to give you like hope in the future like okay like what is what does that look like in my own life but um I think like eventually the spirit is just gonna stir in us to the degree of just like eventually it'll just become too much for us we're like i've been apathetic for way too long Mm -hmm. and i'm starting to get real sick of myself and i think that's when the spirit's stirring in you and saying like yeah let's go let's go let's let's go do something together and i think eventually that apathy and that lack of discipline will catch up with you and will fester in your own heart and your own mind if you have a true desire to live for eternal purpose you know what i mean
1: yeah i think i I think you kind of hit it right there for me you know there's sometimes where i think god's like you know, I'm gonna let you sit in this until you get so sick of it. Yeah. Then you're gonna come out. And I think there's also times too where he's like, "I'm gonna allow this to, yeah. to happen, and then you're gonna you're gonna see some consequences. Yeah. I'm not gonna protect you in this area, and you're that's gonna kind of push you back too. Sure. So, what do you think, Johnny? Anything to add to that? Or
0: well, I mean, Scripture says God disciplines those He loves, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think that God does discipline uh, for sure. And and I no, I think you're right. I think, you know, sometimes he he lets us sit in our own apathy or sin or whatever it is. I and mean, Romans Romans 1 talks about that where, you know, where God gives them over to their own lustful desires, right? And so so I think that that, that can happen too. God works in different ways at different times. Um, but discipline and self-control are, are things that take effort and work and they are, you know, Galatians five, the self self self-control is a a fruit of the spirit. So it's, it's a sign. It's good, you know, good biblical self-control for the sake of the kingdom is a fruit. It's, it's something that you can see in someone and it's a result of their submission to walk according to the spirit, you know,
1: you talked about disciplines and on Sunday you you were mentioned spiritual disciplines and, yeah. and they were uh studying scripture is a spiritual discipline. Absolutely. Uh prayer, yep. worship, evangelism, service, good stewardship, and then fasting. But then you said also there was some examples of non biblical disciplines. But yeah. you didn't mention them on Sunday. No, I didn't. Um, do you have do you uh, do you have any top of your head?
0: Yeah, sure. Um I think I think there's something, you know, I and I've seen these over the years where People, there's these these spiritual disciplines that are kind of like fads they kind of come they kind of go everybody gets excited about them um, and then they you know do these and I and I fallen prey to that too and and I think and I, and I think that honestly probably they do more harm than good you know things like centering prayers and or uh um, what's another one? The Lectio Divina is another one where you kind of you kind of read a phrase out of scripture and then you repeat it and you it's almost like chanting. Um you just keep reading this phrase and then you maybe narrow it down to a, a word and and there's a lot of uh it, it those those disciplines become really, really subjective in the sense of you know, what, this word is really striking me, and then you end up. You can. You don't always, but you can end up going in a direction that's not good and it's not healthy. And it's not biblical, and so I just when it, when it comes to spiritual disciplines, man, there is enough in Scripture, um, and I would actually say that some of those things are are actually harmful. That they're not good. You know, they're they're um, like I said, they can lead you down a direction that is that is not biblical. We think about.
1: That. I think about like the monks, right? They were with the, the ascetic m- monks that would just beat themselves and, and whip themselves yeah. for that the, mm-hmm. the whipping like literal whipping of the flesh and yeah. beating the flesh down and kind of adding that discipline just so yeah
0: yeah to an ascetic standpoint yeah um, yeah and, and I think so so, the, so I, I want to go back to what are the what are the foundations what are the basics because if you just do those If you can just, if you can just master what scripture actually Mm -hmm. tells us to do, like just work really hard on that. If you do that, then man, you are going to be, uh, you will mature in your faith. You will be very self-disciplined. You don't need these other things. Um, and, and there's other things in scriptures. I know there's, there, there might be some people that listen and go, well, centering prayer. I've seen uh, these people have these scriptures for this. And if you really have questions about that, you can talk to me, but, but there is no scripture for centering prayer. There is no scripture for the Lectio Divina way of, of reading scripture. I don't think those are helpful. Um, and, and I think, and I think they can be harmful. And so I think, you know, but look, just study God's word. I mean, that's, that's huge. Pray. Yeah. That's huge. You know, you could talk about solitude and Jesus, you know, Jesus gave us examples of that going off by himself, but, but that was combined with prayer, you know, meditating on God's word day and night, as it talks about in the old Testament. And that's not meditation, emptying your mind. It's filling your mind with the things of God, filling your mind with scripture. You know, if you do those things, you're going to be in good shape. But you know, those things that go outside of what scripture teaches, then, then, uh, I think you're, you're just asking for trouble and, uh, I wouldn't recommend those things.
1: Do you have something say, Crosby? Yeah, God. I was going to comment on the, that real quick. He, he, looked oh, at, yeah. he
2: looked like he wanted to talk. I so. do. I, got, I want to say just like, I think it's just been on my mind a lot lately, especially after Sunday and then just kind of like reoccurring throughout the week and only on Wednesday. So it's like, must be a pretty important thing this week, I guess. So I think like, yeah, like just practicing those spiritual disciplines and being adamant about like performing those is I think the perfect way to like reorient ourselves just on a day to day or whether that's like a weekly thing or whatever works for you like that's just the perfect way to like reorient yourself to like why am i living the way i'm living and to re reorient your way through prayer and meditation and through scripture i think helps at least for myself reminds me why i'm doing the things i'm doing because i i might come home just flat out exhausted at the end of the day just because i've been like meeting with people or have been at a couple meetings and you know it's just like a day gets long sometimes when you're investing in other people i feel
1: that way when i want to hang out with john
2: yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have that effect on people, <laughs> but like you, you just come home at the end of the day just exhausted, and like I think is especially true for like people in the faith where you just like you've had these conversations or you have these people who are struggling in your life, and you're like having these conversations with them, and you get to home at the, the day at the end of the day, and you're like, wow, I'm just exhausted. I feel completely empty right now, but I think that's when you need to say to yourself like. Time to reorient, mm-hmm. time to recenter, and that comes through like spiritual discipline. And so I think like something that I've been like super convicted of is just like how can I do that daily? And like mm-hmm. how can I reorient myself daily to to fill myself back up so that I can pour myself out to others. And um I think that can come through all of the ways that John talked about on Sunday and that he got from scripture. And that comes through, you know, prayer and scripture and meditating and you know but I also think that... Not medit... Not, not meditating like yoga. on scripture. Not, yeah, thank you. Go, God, yeah. There, more not, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I also <laughs> think like, and like worship just in general, like whatever that looks like for you, whatever you, wherever you feel like you meet God or wherever you feel like an activity that you feel like you meet him, like those are perfect ways that you can reorient yourselves and recenter and get back to why, why am I pouring myself out to other people? Like it's not because I necessarily maybe want to, but because I am so in love with... The people that god has put around me um now i really really want to you know what i mean and i really want to pour myself out to the others because that's what jesus did and that's what i'm called to do and so i think like that's just a super key part of why self-discipline and spiritual discipline is so so necessary because that's how we recenter ourselves at the end of the day and that's how we figure out why we live the way we do
1: yeah we i mean we look we have we have these pure desires our, you know as a, as a believer our desire is to know god to love him to serve him above everything else to love people you know, and that's our purest desire. And as as we go through our day that, that desire gets skewed yep. and emotions come in and bad emotions come in and we get frustrated and we get discouraged. And in yep. those moments that's where the natural desire the natural impulse is to grab for the thing that's that is you know, the lesser of the thing, you know, like whatever the scenario is or whether it's just, um, vegging out on TV or whatever, you know, it it takes discipline to go, no, I'm going to go back and and realign myself. Like what you said, I'm going to realign myself to what's really important. I think about even like physical discipline too, and working out and, um, I'm I'm starting to do that again. And there's moments where, you know, I'm just so tired of the day and I just want to just go lay down and just go to sleep or I want to, uh, just have some ice cream and just some chips. I don't care. I just want to eat whatever. Or, or I can discipline myself and get up and go out to the gym and, and kind of remind myself, This no, this is what I really want. And I think that's a good point. Um, John, we're kind of going to wrap it up a little bit. Here's our last question. Um, actually, I was going to say something before I go to the last question. Um, I think it's interesting to note that when we are doing those disciplines, and even, even Jesus kind of mentions this, it's easy to become puffed up. You know, yeah. look at me, I'm yeah. fasting. Yeah. Look at me, uh, I, I, I say scripture all the time. Or, you know, I think, and, and Jesus is saying, it's, you know, even like when you go to the gym, you work out, it's like, dang, my arms look good or whatever, my chest is good. I'm dropping all this weight. I want to take these selfies and put them on my Facebook. Uh, uh, how good I look. <laughs> you know, you can start to really puff yourself up. And I think even spiritually, we could do that as well. And I think Jesus was very careful to say, if you are fasting, then don't, don't show it, you know, just put on, you know, don't, don't, don't make it a big thing. If you're studying scripture like a maniac and you're you're awesome, that's great, but don't lord it over people, you know, like just make sure you're, you're, so I think it's a good reminder as we do become disciplined, hopefully, and spiritually that we, um, stay humble. So, um, our last question, John is kind of how does control, self-control lead to freedom? They seem to be words that don't work, right? Control. Freedom. How does that work?
0: Yeah. Well, and I and I kind of I think I think I kind of explained that earlier. You know, it's it's not so much freedom as we often think of freedom, especially in our country, because we think of you know, our culture thinks of freedom as being able to embrace whatever passion I want, right? Like unmitigated, un, uh, you know. Un uncontrolled passion, whatever that desire is. I just want to be able to do that. And that's real freedom. Um, but that's, that's not real freedom. Um, as a matter of fact, it's often very harmful. And so freedom is really the ability to live according to your purpose, according to what you were designed for. And when you, when you discipline yourself and you, and you, Discipline the passions that you have, the desires that you have in your life, so that they are fulfilled in an appropriate way. It frees you up to live that the way that you are supposed to be able to live, and so and so those desires get fulfilled in the right kinds of way. It's just like, um, you know, when I got real serious about losing some weight and changing my diet and all that kind of stuff, um, it was amazing how I was I was eating all this really bad food and drinking like eight cans of Mountain Dew a day and all this kind of stuff, right? And it was really, really bad for me. And when I got serious about changing my diet, I actually am able to eat more food now because I'm eating the right foods, right? And so my desire for food is fulfilled. I don't I don't really go hungry. It's, you know, I, And even when I was losing a lot of the weight I lost, I didn't go hungry. I wasn't, there were times, moments when maybe I was hungry and, and there were certainly moments where I wanted more sugar, and I had to fix those cravings and, and by getting the right, um, kinds of sugars and the right amounts in, in, in my body. Cause you need some of those, but you know, so it's the same kind of thing. So all of a sudden my desires are being fulfilled in the right kind of way with the right kind of things in the right context. And I'm free to live a healthier way. And, and the way that God designed my body to work and live and that kind of thing. And so I, I think that's true in all our areas of life. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it frees you to live how you're designed to. And, and otherwise you're just broken. You yeah. can't live that way. You know, it was, and and so I think, um, you know, even if we don't realize it in the moment, eventually we'll get to that place where we can't live. We can't live how we're supposed to live because we've harmed ourselves so much. So
1: there's some freedom in the sense of living to your fullest purpose. Yeah. 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 Uh, Johnny, recommendations or resources you came across?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one of the best resources, when it comes to spiritual disciplines a book called spiritual disciplines for the christian life um donald s whitney wrote that book it's it, it's really good it, it talks about a lot of these biblical disciplines and defines what spiritual discipline looks like and so so i'd encourage people to uh to to pick that up
1: all right john let's wrap this thing up it's, yeah. a, it's a longer one it's um, a longer one but it was a good one
0: it was it was a good one. Yeah. We well, we want to bring Crosby in here hear about yeah. his experiences and stuff. So
2: Can I just say like one more thing in closing? That's yeah. One. Yeah. Um No. <laughs> yes. Just like jumping maybe. back real quickly yeah. to like the whole um yeah, like the topic of like abortion and whether you're like pro life or pro choice, like if that topic has been like sensitive to you or has like really influenced like the way you think about it or like um yeah, I don't know, you need someone to like talk to or like just discuss about it or just have a conversation about it. Um like I would love to hear your story and i'd love to um you know just know more about who you are and you know where you're at in life and i'm sure that john and johnny would say the same exact thing and so like there's a place for you like here at grace fellowship absolutely there's a place um for you in our lives and we want to have those conversations with you and we want to just like talk about it and um just hear your story and hear about your life and um just help you with that and Mm. so Always feel free to reach out to us or email us or whatever. So
1: yeah,
0: what is our email? We have a special email for the
2: podcast. Yeah, what is that?
0: It's
1: podcast podcast at gfol dot org.
2: Gfol dot
0: org. O r g. Org. Sounds good. Okay.
1: All right, podcast
0: at. G-F-O-L.org. Yeah, it sounds like you're writing it down, John. I, I well, you know, I'm just I, in case somebody else is writing it there down. you go. You know, I just want to say it Spell slow it out so they for could, them. I like They that. could get it and they could like us and they could give us amazing five star reviews on wherever you give five star reviews for this. I don't even know. So sure,
1: do it. Well, John, what's the big idea? Wrap it up.
0: You know, the big idea is 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 really just that um, we need to be self controlled in how we live and and practice our spiritual disciplines in life.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.